0: From deep inside the vaults of the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, here is Tom Holmes, your curator and guide to vintage electronic music and audio experimentation.
1: This episode: A Conversation with Pamela Z, Music in the Time of Pandemic. Welcome to the archive. This week, we're having a conversation with Pamela Z, the composer, performer, and media artist who hails from San Francisco. Listeners to this podcast are always interested in new music, but also in getting an inside look at a composer's process and technology. We'll speak with Pamela Z about her studio practices for making music and also her performance practices using her unique MIDI interfaces. Normally, Pamela Z is a globetrotting artist working on compositions, residencies, performances, and installations across Europe, the United States, and Japan. But the pandemic changed all of that let's begin pamela z welcome to the archive how are you
2: i'm good Uh, i'm a little overwhelmed it's been a crazy time for me and um just with projects like too many projects that i'm juggling and trying to meet deadlines for composing and blah, blah, blah 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 but
1: so where do we begin maybe we go back to last year Uh, How did you suddenly find a way to continue working uh, during the pandemic? Were the works still coming in, the commissions still happening?
2: Okay, well, there's several things. So the pandemic hit while I was in Rome. I had done the first half of my Rome Prize Fellowship year and I already was a little bit backlogged with commissions that I was supposed to complete and I was sort of struggling to get through those in time. Then suddenly everything shifted. I had to come back to the States and I assumed at first that all these things that were going to premiere that I was supposed to be finished with, I thought they'd all just be canceled. And so I thought, oh, okay, well, we'll give me a little reprieve. No, they all like turned around and said, no, now we're going to do it as a virtual uh, <laughs> uh, screening or whatever. And so I then had to jump right back onto the horse and, you know, try to like get the works made. Usual So this is one way that my workflow changed with the pandemic, that when I'm commissioned to write pieces for other people, and you know that I do a lot of Composing for my own voice and electronics, but I also get a lot of commissions to write for chamber ensembles and other soloists and so on. And so, ordinarily, when I get one of those commissions, I compose the work, um, I eventually hand over a score and parts, and then my work is done. I mean, maybe I will have to show up for one or two rehearsals to give a few pointers about interpretation or something like that towards the end. But essentially once I hand them the score, uh, it's in the hands of the director of the organization and they, they work on it. But what happened with (laughs) COVID was all of a sudden, instead of having them handing people a score and being done, I was needing to like hand them complete finished product, like arable product.
1: Volte, the choral group, commissioned you to do a work during the pandemic. It was called Inc. It was for chorus. How did you go about directing them and, and creating this work remotely?
2: And instead of composing a score for the chorus and handing it to the chorus director and having them rehearse it, and then I come and say, yes, this is good. or Actually, I was thinking more whispering, like actual whispering, you know, whatever. Um, instead, I had all these rehearsals with them where we, the rehearsals were sort of recording sessions. where I was, I had them recording themselves on separate devices so that they could get really clean recordings of themselves. And then I was recording their faces on Zoom. So I had to instruct them how to frame themselves. And uh, everyone who was on the call that wasn't in the chorus, including me, had to like hide their image so that I would get a, a, you know, the as big as possible matrix of all the singers. Um, And then I, led them with slides of fragments of music through all the little sections and had them record them. And then they sent me the audio recordings and then I had to (laughs) sync sound with the image and cut and and edit and do all the animation and everything in Premiere Pro to create the, the video of the piece.
1: That is intrinsically more complicated than your normal way of working, I think. When you watch the performance uh, online, it begins as what looks like an ordinary Zoom session, but quickly morphs into a video piece with these uh, separate performances working in synchronization. You not only coached each of them around their vocal parts, but edited the sound and composed a video to
2: present the piece it was exhausting in a way to have to build a piece in that way, but it was an interesting project. And I really was very happy with the results. Um, I'm really looking forward to being able to work with humans in a room together again, instead of having to work separately like I did with all of these things. But I do think that some of the things that I learned doing this are going to carry over into future work. And I feel like for all of us that, the future is going to be kind of a hybrid of what the way we used to function, but informed by all these things that we picked up in figuring out how to work remotely. Another thing I will say is that um, for a lot of people, this working remotely is brand new. And so I'm really amazed and impressed at humanity at large for how, how quickly and how well we adapt. I mean, it's sort of amazing to me that like the entire world was like, "Okay, well, we'll do Zoom." Okay, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. and they just like did it.
1: How do you think the lessons of the pandemic will affect your work going forward?
2: I I feel like one of the things that I've really thought a lot about is that while we have been in this lockdown mode, um, it seemed ridiculous to me to try to reproduce the exact kind of performance you would do if you were on a stage Um, because then your performance would just be kind of a sad shadow of what it wishes it was Mm -hmm. because it's actually being presented on this screen Mm -hmm. and so I felt like it was important to try to address that and make the work more site specific and like play with the actual attributes of this platform in ways that would not be possible if you were on the live stage on a, you know, in a in a room with somebody. Things like really using, you know, the intimacy of, of playing to this little camera and manipulating objects or doing things, you know, being right up in in people's faces and being really close and letting them see details that would be hard to see even if they had a front row seat in a concert hall you know what i mean i was playing with that kind of stuff and i mean i was performing some of the same repertoire that i normally perform but i was adding some segments that really work with being close up to this camera and you know thinking about going off screen and coming back on screen and you know and doing things like that so those are sort of some of the some of the things that were born of this this odd time and so I've, I've had some days where I was like, oh, I was in Canada and then five minutes later, I was doing a thing for the people in, at University of Leeds. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm, then I was doing something for UCLA. And it was like, I, I, I've had, you know, gigs back to back that would not be physically possible to do back to back if I was traveling to those places. The other part of this, or one of the other parts of this, is that this time has felt very strange and it's been difficult like people kept talking about having so much time on your hands I I don't know what their world is but in my world I almost feel like I had less time because for some reason the nature of time has just changed and it's like just to accomplish the same things that I normally accomplish somehow it just takes longer I don't know why but it's like trudging through jello or sludge or something it's like i i've been working on one co- one commissioned work after another and it seems to me to take weeks and weeks and weeks to finish these things even though that's all i'm doing and everything has taken longer than i than i it used to take another composition
1: you recently completed is called times cubed that you were commissioned to do by the prototype festival could you tell us something about this piece and how it was made
2: it's about 30 minutes long. It's it's a it's a little ride that you could take. It was really an interesting assignment because the prototype festival and Beth Morrison projects contacted me and said they wanted to commission me to make a sound piece that would be kind of a sound walk or a, a work that at, that was sort of around about or related to Times Square. And I was actually like, "Mm, you know, I love New York, but Times Square is not my favorite thing in New York. Um, So I was just like, okay, uh, so let me think about this. And so then they said, but and we also want you to collaborate with this theater artist, Jeff Sobel, and um, maybe he can act as a narrator in the piece or Mm -hmm. collaborate with you in some way on making it. I was just like, well, this is more and more intriguing because I don't know how to collaborate with somebody on a piece like this. Normally composing this kind of a work for me is extremely solitary. I am in my studio and just working on my own. It's not something I know how to collaborate with somebody else on. Um, With the exception of the fact that usually when I make this kind of work, I do interview a bunch of people and then I use the sound files from that to build the material, but it's not so much a collaboration as me interviewing them and them just talking to me casually. And I record them and then I go to my studio. I'm on my own. I'm just making the piece. So I was like, I'm not sure how to do that with another person and especially some artists who I don't know. So Jeff and I both researched each other's work and we were both like, oh, I really like what you do. This is really interesting. And so we had some conversations and we worked out a way to work together on it. And what we came up with is that I would have Jeff do the interviews that I normally do and then give me the sound files. And then I would create the work using fragments from that. Um, so Jeff in, did the interviews. He actually wrote the questions, but the other thing he did that was quite good was he found and suggested people that we should talk to. And they are a really interesting range of people that made the project way more interesting to me than it was before we'd thought about this. They, he, uh, an architect who was one of the people involved in the sort of renovation of Times Square a theater director who had made work around that area, a historian who knew about the Lenape people and the, how that, what that land was like before Europeans came and took over. <laughs> and a guy who has written this book about the future of the planet and what things will look like when we're gone. And um, and then several other people, some architects, some, um, Historians, a labor historian, um, and it was—it became really the layers. And I, my work is about layers, and so I loved how it started to be all these layers. And I started thinking I'd like to make a piece that is sort of like takes place in that spot, but is layered with past, present, and future, and sometimes interlocking them and confusing them. So, I mean, I did all the heavy lifting as far as actually composing the, the the piece. But Jeff did all the heavy lifting as far as gathering the source material for me to work with. And he also gave me some suggestions about his thoughts about, we went through the interviews together and he said, I really like it when this person says that. Is there any way we can use that? And can we use this? And can we use that? Then for me, after I had all the fragments of sound and I had the Jeff's list of suggestions of things he liked. Then I felt like I just had to go on my own and like compose like I always do. And so I did this process that almost all of my pieces that involve the use of speech sounds, the next step after gathering all those interviews is listening to them one by one and going through them and listening for sounds that I like, listening for phrases and fragments of, of of speech that to me have music in them. So I create hundreds, I mean literally hundreds of little clips. We used to call them regions in Pro Tools. Yeah. Um, and they're named. Uh, and so I usually name them, you know, with the initials of the person who said it and then some indicator to me of what it is. So it might say like T H um P Z. Yes, I think so. Or, you know, like that. And so then I take all of those things and I build almost like Lego in in Pro Tools, lots of tracks of Pro Tools, this little sort of structure, which is to me like it's composing music essentially. And I actually kind of like, in a way i tricked jeff into you know i mean i originally remember i didn't trick him but essentially (laughs) you know it's like they told me oh you know when they suggested that i work with him they said he could maybe be the narrator but we didn't write a script for him to like read instead i just stole fragments of him from his side of the interviews and then we had one last I, I interviewed him he we interviewed each other as par, as two of the interviewees mm-hmm. and so I interviewed him and in my interview with him I also asked him to say a few things and one of them was um, uh, I asked him to do that little intro of hello dear listener and you know yeah. a, a few things like that but most of the phrases that he says in there I just stole them from the side of the conversation that he didn't think was going to go into the piece, which was him asking questions and interviewing the people.
1: So that work is a bit of a text sound composition about what the people say, but also how they say it and the sounds of their voices.
2: Which is what I often do. And for me, I mean, it's almost, it it leans a little heavily onto the side of the sound of things for me, because it, to yeah. me, I'm really like making music out of, Finding music in their speech sounds. The content of what they're saying is definitely a, an important layer and sort of the unifying layer of the music.
1: We have permission, by the way, from the Prototype Festival and Pamela Z to play the work Times Cubed in entirety, which we will do at the end of this conversation. This is Tom Holmes, and I'm speaking with composer Pamela Z. Coming out of the pandemic, do you have any live performances scheduled yet?
2: It's kind of crazy, but I'm going to New York this summer. It's at RPI in in Troy, New York. I had a residency there. They have a something like 250 speaker um, wave field synthesis uh, array, where you can create these 3D sound pieces and project the sound anywhere you want to in the space. So one of the parts of my residency was to compose a work for that and put it on their array. I was supposed to go back and forth there for the mm-hmm. next year and a half or so, to start, get started working on this piece, even though I couldn't mm-hmm. go there. So now the latest thing is, they're gonna take the array to Manhattan and put it in a venue in Midtown Manhattan and have a festival called the Time Spans Festival. Which uh, I and three other composers who were also had residencies are supposed to go and present sound works on the on the array. So I now have to compose this 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 multi channel, you know, sort of 3D piece and then I need to go to New York in August install the piece on the array and then be there for the opening and so on. And then I'm supposed to go to Europe in fall, who knows what's gonna happen with that, but I'm supposed to go to Germany for a, a festival to perform some solo works and have some of my chamber works performed that Max Richter is putting together.
1: I wanted to ask a little about your MIDI controllers and software that you use in live performance. These devices appear to be custom made, They are also really unobtrusive and blend seamlessly with your performance practices. Would you describe how these work? Maybe you could take us on an audio tour of your midi devices.
2: So this is one that you've probably seen. There's also this one. Yeah. And then you've probably seen me wearing these ones. So um, these are the main controllers that I use these days. The ones that I wear on my hands, I have one on each hand. Those have accelerometer, gyro, and electromagnetometer. So these are kind of the same sensors that you find in like your iPhone. Yeah. Um, And they're looking for the X, Y, and Z, um, you know, the positions of of my hands. Um, And then... There, all of these instruments are sensor based. So this one is, uh, it uses uh, ultrasound and it's very much, it's it's not very much, it is the same technology that is is used in medical um, functions. Mm -hmm. So it's looking for mass. Mm -hmm. And so it knows how big or how close my hand is.
1: You play these controllers by gesturing with your hands. It has a theremin-like appearance. No,
2: I can understand the comparison because both are things that use sensors that are aware of the proximity of, of your hand. Uh, yeah. But it's a different, it's a completely different sensor. Um, and also, the theremin is um, a synthesizer, so it has its own voice, and it only has one voice, which is right. you know that sort of like musical saw. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> kind of sound. Um, Whereas this is a MIDI controller, so it has whatever voice I give it. Or, Or it might not even be making sound. It might be, I might be setting numbers to parameters that are changing like the processing on my voice or something like that. And then this one uses infrared light. So it's working kind of in the same way that this one does in that this one, you can actually see there's two little nodes on each side. And one of those is like acts as a speaker and the other one as a as a, um, as a microphone. So one of them is actually shooting out ultrasound. And then the other one is listening for ultrasound. And then the echolocation happens because my hand is there. And this one is doing the same thing with sensors that are looking for infrared. So they have two little nodes on each one of these four sensors, one that shoots out infrared and the other one that receives it back because of where my hand is.
1: Did you engineer these MIDI controllers?
2: I actually have a very dear friend and collaborator named Donald Swearingen who built these instruments for me. Mm-hmm. And he is the one who did all of the programming. Like he wrote the firmware for mm-hmm. these instruments. And um, and actually even like he created and had these boards uh, printed. So to to the extent one of them actually has my name on it. And they've. Several iterations of them, as we've worked over the years to sort yeah. of develop and change them. This one, I'm. This is the most recent one, and I really worked with him on on developing like how this would work. But he he's the one who does all the soldering and all of the.
1: This is the one on your hand.
2: Yeah, these ones. Um, you know, I would just did a lot of work about like how they'd be worn, what how they would receive in the information and you know how that would be processed and you know we talked together about like this is what i want it to be do and how i want it to do it and then i we did all these sessions where i went to his studio and we worked together on it
1: so in live performance what type of audio processing tools are you using
2: basically there's there's kind of four programs that i regularly use in mu- making music and making my work and so in live performance for the sound part i'm using Uh, Max, Max MSB. And for video, which I use a lot of video in my work as well, um, I'm using a program called Isadora. In the studio, for sound, I'm using Pro Tools. And for video editing, I'm using Premiere Pro. And for sound notation, for music notation, I'm using Sibelius. Your question was, though, in the live performance, what's happening? Well, what i i have a a sound an audio interface called a um a motu mark of the unicorn uh um ultralight um i plug a microphone into that and then uh it connects by firewire remember firewire <laughs> i you know I, I i have to have a, a adapter that goes to usb c now from there but um they now the newer motus now actually have the usb c port but i still have an old motu so it has a firewire port and i connect that to the computer that i run max on and then um so my voice goes into the computer into max and there i am using um in max i have written like digital delays. Um, I pull in plugins for like granular synthesis and reverb and all of those things, uh, pitch bending and whatever else I do. And then I also have interfaces for each of my controllers that can talk to my Max patch. Then with my controllers, I am sometimes changing the parameters on the processors that I have in Max so that I can use the gestures to either play sounds or change the parameters on the processing of my voice or whatever I want. And it does different things in each piece, uh, depending on what my presets are set up for. And sometimes multiple things within the same piece.
1: Any plans to get more of your music recorded and released on CD?
2: For years, I've, I mean, I have so much material Uh, that, and I really have wanted to put out, like I put out that CD in 2004, A Delay is Better. And then I'm on a bunch of compilations. They're all solo pieces, but on, or most of them solo pieces, but on compilations. But I just have been so overwhelmed time-wise. I just haven't found the time to mix and master things and get an, I've been trying for years to get another CD out. So finally this year I got to it and I got this one and I'll also have another uh, record coming out in fall, which is a reissue of an album I made in the 80s called Echo Location. And it was a cassette-only release at that time. It's going to come out on vinyl. Yeah.
1: That's fantastic. I've been speaking with composer, performer, and media artist Pamela Z. Thank you so much for spending this time with us.
2: Thank you very much. All right. Ciao.
1: Let's listen now to Times Cubed by Pamela Z and Jeff Sobel, commissioned by the Prototype Festival. And thank you to them for giving us permission to play this in entirety on this podcast. Hello, dear listener. I invite you
3: now to close your eyes wherever you are. I invite you now. Dear, listener, dear, listener, dear listener, and imagine listener yourself, eyes. put yourself, maybe you're at home, maybe and you're sitting someplace comfortable, you can close your eyes maybe if you'd like, if you're at you home lie. someplace, you close, your eyes. close your eyes, and imagine yourself in Times, Square. in Times Square, maybe you're at home, feel your feet on maybe the maybe you're outside, feel your feet on the ground, take a, take deep, a deep, deep breath, breath, breath in, in, but let your imagination scuttle. Let your mind's eye drift down, down, down. What happens if we just let time just fall through your fingers? Maybe you are already there.
4: tick, 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 tick. Tick, tick, transport tick, yourself with your in, in time square, square.
3: sitting in Times time square. square.
4: Tick,
0: tick, tick,
4: tick,
0: tick, 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 Times. times, times, times,
4: times. tick, tick,
3: Left Times. your left hand If you're looking Times. up at Times. the sky, Times, look up. Where you're standing. Times are here now. Times if you're Times. wearing shoes. Times. 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 Times if you're wearing socks. Times. Times. You're looking Times. at Times. all the lights. Times. You can close your Times. eyes if you'd like. Times. You look Times. around. Times. In your mind's eye, just look around. Times. your Times.
0: Times. Times. Keep your eyes open. Times. 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 Times
3: times 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 close your eyes if you like.
0: Times 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 You can close your eyes close your eyes if you want. Times 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 Times
4: Times 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 Times
3: Times 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 we have seen on Times Marquee Times Times A lot of show cats. Wicked Phantom of the opera, Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. Times Times
4: Times Times Times
3: You're all by yourself. It's quiet. What is this place?
5: Used to be this very hilly island. Man-ah-hat-a. Manhattan. Man-ah-hat-a. The very name. Manhattan. Man-ah-hat-a. An Algonquin uh, term meaning hilly and there were all these rivers and streams hilly, that hills, used to course among those hills rocks, the hills were hills, smashed streams, down to superimpose a grid of city streets upon hills, them the hill, that water literally uphill all that was hilly smashed down was bulldozed to superimpose hills, a grid of city streams, streets upon them sort
6: of round low hills beneath the face of the, of the hill, hill that was later called baird's Mount that was 80 feet high the shell mound hill because it was covered hills, with shells bears island, hibernating at the hill. base of the hill you know we're not you very far from Murray hill was configuration hilly, of the hills and the streams sort of round very low hills this low this hills
5: streams used to be this very hilly island
0: Then we had to talk about what was underground, things you can't see in the underground,
4: underground. underground. deep under the underground. Underground. what is
3: underneath our feet, and underneath those layers, under Times Square.
5: Below the
0: surface. Below the
5: ground. Below the city, though, is below.
0: What happens below ground below
3: is this b- building.
0: There's not earth under there. There's not earth under there.
3: What do you hear?
5: You're going to hear a steady rumble. I hear people. You
4: hear birds.
6: You, you,
2: hear birds. Birds. you will hear every
4: language.
5: rumble You will hear What do you hear The rumble that we will be hearing is that thunder The rumble
2: Stand by to run the subway Down, subway, go.
5: The rumble below the surface beneath your feet.
3: The rumble below the surface beneath your feet. The rumble. Below the surface... beneath your feet is of course the subway.
5: the rumble. Below the surface beneath, beneath your feet, you, the rumble. Below the surface one, beneath two, your feet, three, train, three, the rumble. Below the surface beneath, beneath your feet you, and get to is of course quickly. the subway. the rumble. Below the surface Seven beneath train your feet... Lines, the rumble. Below the surveylemke is a corn train idades rumble. Street. Street. <laughs> <laughs> below and the surface beneath your feet, and get
0: subway, the crowded platforms of the subways. Manhattan, as I later began to understand, is filled with low points and swamps and bogs uh, before uh, it was heavily inhabited by uh, colonial groups. If you could peel away all of the asphalt and take all the buildings away, you would have seen four streams converging together in a swamp at 45th Street. Um, while that's not visible today, it is visible you when can it see rains the water running towards 45th, at 45th and Street. And those stream systems are still buried deep under the asphalt. You might even find at the very bottom uh, remnants of the, of the swamp that used to be there.
6: And the rich soil that was created. The soil
0: that might still be moist. By the glaciers the, the, and the uh, incredible Generations of, of people that have li- lived in, in this area. The, the Muncie um, Lenape.
6: Muncie um, Lenape and, and the Lenape further down south. And the Higgins further up to the north. Cultivated and... Indigenous uh, people Thrived and managed, um, the bounty.
3: What do you
7: hear?
2: What do I hear?
3: What do you hear? I hear
7: I hear people. What do you hear?
3: From time to time, I, I hear the rumble of the subway. I hear people. Wow. Wow. Millions of so thousands
0: people. people. More people. I've <laughs> <than a cliffside laughs> ever seen. People. people.
5: people. people. So a few people. people. A lot people. of people. people. Many people. people. Do you Millions hear of music? people walking.
2: Always people. People. so many people. Full of people. Forty thousand people walking.
5: More 40, people.
6: Forty thousand
7: people.
5: A few people. Very few people.
6: What happened to the people? There were a number of very large rocks. There are a number of roads. It could come in a number
5: of ways. There were a number of very large rocks.
6: Boulders that were dropped by the glaciers, and when the glaciers melted away, they left these rocks on the landscape. The rocking stone, I don't know, weighs 20 tons or something. Weighs 20 tons or something. 20 tons. Say you... You are a Lenape person. You know you probably have a very different sense of time.
4: So we would go back in time. The a problem of time. about time, and about the problem's time. about, time. about, time. about time. Feel time.
3: time. About time is the history that's, time. Time. Our that's time. Our time has shifted.
6: Two million years old hundred million years old about
0: 70
5: million
0: 800 a hundred years ago a few thousand years times 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 since times 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 then we have major extinctions
5: five times in the history of this planet.
4: That's time. time.
5: That history. There have been enormous events. In a couple of cases, over 90% of all living species being eradicated. Is that nature? Over ninety percent of all living species. A hundred million got seven years and counting
6: two hundred
0: years millions of with years, millions of people
5: millions of years.
6: We change the global climate. It takes two hundred years to create a problem it's gonna take nature millions of years to solve.
5: Major extinctions. Times times, times
0: times times times, time, times, times 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 times. Times 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 Times
6: Times 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 So if you were in Times Square 400 years ago
5: If you were to peer over and look down in one of those
6: holes If
7: you were with me
5: If you were to see them
6: If you can imagine If you're looking back on Manahata 400 years if, ago. If
0: you could somehow peel observe weight. this. If you could peel away. All
5: of that wooden stagecraft.
3: All of the lights and all of.
2: All the, of this infrastructure. All of the
0: asphalt and take all the buildings
3: away. All of the sounds. If you were
6: back on Manahata 400 years ago. I think it would have been really quiet. I think it would have been really quiet. Really quiet. I think it would have been really, quiet. really quiet. They would
5: be quiet, much
0: quieter. My would be quietness. Really
7: quiet.
5: How quiet and still it is.
3: I guess you'd be dealing with water.
7: The waterfall pours lightly. Remember
3: water,
6: fresh water.
5: Let's say the day after we are gone, kind of a stillness that is so palpable it feels visible.
6: I think it would have been really quiet, much quieter how quiet and still it is. I think it would have been really quiet.
2: Okay, listener. Now I'd like you to take a moment and listen intently to your surroundings. Whether you are sitting or standing in Times Square or in some other plaza or seated comfortably in your study, your living room, on your fire escape, in your roof garden, in the bathroom, sitting on the toilet, on your fire escape. Curled up in the trunk of a car under your bed, huddled in the dark. Whether it is crowded, busy, and noisy, or empty, quiet, and still, there is undoubtedly some kind of sound that you can hear. Maybe traffic noise. The whooshing of cars. Maybe a sustained pitch. A taxi's horn. Pushing by this way and then like that way. Woosh. Your refrigerator motor. A 60 cycle electrical hum. Birds. Car door Something rocking or swinging. Water continually rushing. Noises of voices. A creaking.
7: Lots of people. Taxis honking. A
2: scraping. Now, I'll ask you to pause for five seconds. I'll do this too. Select a sound and learn it. And then, attempt to reproduce that sound vocally. Don't be shy. We'll do it together.
7: Ready? Listen.
0: It's not really a square, first of all. It's more of a bow tie shape. But, well, what was designed here?, well, what was designed here? Well, there's some benches down there. There's some, some bleachers I can sit on. Is that what you designed? was designed here? Signs. Video
2: signs and video boards. Well, what was designed here? Uh, I'm that signs. wasn't necessarily designed for tall
0: buildings. Well, there's some benches down there. There's some some bleachers I can sit on. Is that what you designed? Move, um, street uh, crossing signs. But, well, what was designed here? Believe it or not. But, well, what was designed here? We designed actually. Well, there's some benches down really? here, there's some editing, some features I can, I can set up, more so than adding. We designed, designed, actually, the space that you're standing on is precast concrete pavers.
7: Terror in earth, dried mushrooms, pink feathers, tickets. Terror in earth, dried mushrooms, pink feathers, tickets.
0: Times Square can be uh, problematic.
7: Pink feathers, tickets, terror. Tickets. Tickets.
0: Times Square tickets. can be
6: uh, problematic. There were problems. There were problems with the Dutch and the Lenape. Terror. Terror. There was a massacre of Lenape people.
7: Terror. Massacres. Tickets.
6: Problems. There were problems, there were problems with the Dutch and the Lenape. It's a
7: very aggressive British
6: wanting to claim the area. There was a massacre of Lenape people.
7: The imperceptible moan of covered breathing. tickets, 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 tickets covered breathing terror
3: breath and really affordable tickets to your hottest shows
7: terror tickets covered breathing terror tickets 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 covered breathing.
6: If we honestly look at it, we realize that this is stolen land and that so much of the wealth of the city is built on top of stolen land.
3: And
7: terror, and tickets, and
3: massacres, and problems, and
7: covered breathing, and earth, and dried mushrooms, pink feathers, and tickets. You find it. Um.
3: How did you get? Here? I'm sitting on those above stairs. TKTs booth, and you're in Chelsea Market. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll start there. Um. 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 um, um maybe you um, want to take the. I'm on 48th, and um, you're basically seven, um, between 9th. Maybe um, you want to take down the. Take the subway um, up ten, or um, you could um, jump up onto the High um, Line. And you Um, could um, walk. uh, You may or may not be familiar Um, with this site. You Um, could take a scenic route. And and you could walk. I think you can walk practically all the um, way there just past 10th um, avenue the old train line or maybe you want to take the ace um, over on um, 8th avenue um, um, you would go down into the um, underground you're gonna have to go north um, you would go down into the underground take the subway uptown um, you may or may not um, the belly of be familiar we'll start there go or over good luck day. my friend um, what you're gonna do information on 8th Avenue to get again. onto the plaza, um, to, you would go down into the underground, down, and down, you would take down, the subway. Jump road. on the uptown train. And Don't and take the empty car. Good luck, my friend. You're going to um, take ACE. Um, um, then you get into a subway car. You're going to um, go all the way. Don't take the and empty car. You're going to have to um, go. North. Um, port Authority, 40 Second Street. Um, jump out. Don't go when you the get of out of the train, um, jump um, out. Look for any um, exit that's going to um, take you up to the You're going to just try to find um, your way to the sky. You are now 3:2> going 3:2. to the Avenue for the TKTS booth. Shiny lights. People do love to come. Look for people who are dressed as Elmo. And then this person takes their cigarette or talk Um, or eat or um, just whatever. People are laughing and people are having a People do love to come to Times Square, maybe just to say they did. But they're there
2: and taking pictures of themselves.
3: Water. Eating. There's some decent um, food to be had in some food carts. A little barbecued chicken sandwich, a halal cart, and the sound of the tires on the pavement. Or construction, or the rumble of the subway. The rumble that
5: we will be hearing will be water. There have always been around 800 pumps operating 24 7 continuously. There were all these rivers and streams that used to course among those hills. Those pumps have to do what those streams used to do, they depend on electricity. Without electricity, it would have probably flooded within two days. 800 pumps operating 24-7 continuously. Without electricity, it would have probably flooded within two days. There's a lot of electricity.
0: Ventilating those huge underground spaces that exist in and around Times Square. And those tiny breaths in those breaths in between.
7: You don't refuse to breathe, do you?
0: Some of the subway
5: platforms. So you
2: don't see those systems that are working so hard?
5: They depend on electricity.
2: And those tiny breaths.
5: 800 pumps operating 24-7 continuously.
2: Hey, listener. Are you still there?
3: How long are you staying?
2: We're going to go pretty soon. But you can stay as long as you like. If you want, you can walk around and amuse yourself in this space.
3: Find a place to sit and just relax. Or... Let yourself wander.
2: If you
4: want, you can take off your sweater.
3: Maybe it's cold.
2: Maybe finishing your visit by doing a little impromptu performance.
3: Performing in Times Square.
4: What's your song? What song would you like to sing?
3: This is your time.
4: Let's just make a circle with the shoulder. We're going to go. With your right shoulder whilst you sing that song but don't feel like you have
2: to rush off on our account
4: and with your left hip and see how you let it go into the rest of your body
3: enjoy Times square
4: if you want you can take off your sweater
3: time's on your side
4: and you can put it around your face you can tie your knees together with it you sang that song with your sweater.
1: For a complete playlist of the works heard in this program, please see the podcast website. I've also included there links to several works and sites featuring Pamela Z, including Volte and the Prototype Festival. If you would like to learn more about the history of electronic music, please read my book, Electronic and Experimental Music, published by Routledge. So long until next time.
0: All of the music heard in this podcast, unless otherwise indicated, is brought to you from the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music, a curated collection of vintage recordings. For a complete playlist, go to theholmesarchive.podbean.com. All crackles, surface noise, and other imperfections heard in this podcast are purely intentional. All intro, outro, and other incidental music is by Tom Holmes, unless otherwise noted in the playlist. For notes about this episode... Please see the blog, Noise and Notations, at TomHolmes.com. So long from deep inside the Holmes Archive of Electronic Music.